Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, January 31st, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Mark Salen, Tom Hanks, Amarosa, DMX, Jennifer Hudson, Scott Bale, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo, and I love the fact that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. Fifteen million children struggle with hunger in America. However, the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks is able to help provide over three billion meals to children and families in need all across the country. Join me in the fight against hunger at FeedingAmerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's a the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectoral. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Give, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656. Five, six, and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto fourteen stiletto like the shoe S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E. Yes, G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 28 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I want to give everybody a reminder that uh, tune in. Uh, wow, this today is January 31st, the last day in January. But tune in on uh, Friday, February 9th, where my guest will be uh, Selena Haskins. She's the author. She's been on the show for quite a few times. She's the author of A River Move Forward, and yesterday was a long time ago. Well, she's returning to the show to talk about what she's been up to lately. So she's going to be my guest on Friday, February 9th at 7 p.m. And also my annual Valentine's Day show that's going to be on Saturday the next night. That's February the 10th at 10.30 p.m. So as usual, we got lots to talk about this week. Uh, The Super Bowl is this weekend. Um, The New England Patriots against the Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to be playing. Everyone's still talking about the Grammy Awards from Sunday night. Uh, what else has been uh, people been talking about in the last 24, 48 hours? Kim Kardashian taking new pics again. And do you guys see the Scott Bale interview this morning on Good Morning America? Well, we're going to be talking about that today. Also this week, um, Tom Hanks might be your new neighbor. That's right. He's going to be uh, portraying the late TV personality Fred Rogers from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. 
also this week we're going to be talking about Omarosa. Well, she uh, left the White House, and now she's going to be in uh, the Big Brother's house. I'll tell you the latest about that. Also, uh, DMX is uh, going back to jail again. He was taken into custody yesterday. I'll tell you why. Also, uh, Jennifer Hudson is uh, putting a... She's taking on a new role, and it's going to be Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul. I have something to say about this. Well, without further ado, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the first 20 minutes. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the day. Uh, You know, I don't know if you guys... You know, this whole, this thing about actor Mark Sailing. Remember, this is the second actor who uh, passed away, who was part of the hit show Glee. Uh, Mark was facing sentencing in March on child pornography conviction, which he was found dead Tuesday from a suspected suicide. Now, Sailing, who was 35, he was discovered in a park area in the Sunland section of Los Angeles near his home. Now, sources said that Sailing was found hanging from a tree about six hours after police received a report that he was missing. Now, under the terms of his plea deal, he was set to serve four to seven years in jail for processing pornographic images of pre uh I guess you can say pre-adolescent minors on his personal computer. Now the death come two years after his uh, after the police rather entered his home with a battering ram and seized a computer and other devices containing more than twenty five thousand images of child porn. Now Sailing, who played the mohawk wearing bad boy Noah Puck Puckerman during Lee highly successful six season run, he was a football high school jock on the show who ended up joining a glee club with one of his teammates, Finn Hudson, that was played by Corey Monteith. Now, Monteith, he died in 2013 at the age of 31 from a combination of alcohol and heroin. Now, after his arrest for child pornography, Salem was fired from his starring role in the miniseries Adi Shankar's Gods and Secret. Now, he was last seen Monday night and was reported to be depressed according to an emergency dispatch audio reported by TheBlast.com. Now, TMZ report uh, in October that uh, Salem had attempted suicide in August by slitting both his wrists. Um, yeah, it, this was, you know, he was a one of the most popular uh, characters on the show, Glee, and he was faced with all these charges, and I guess uh, – he was supposed to be sentenced in March, I think. Or he was supposed to, yeah, he was supposed to be sentenced. I think the early week and first week in March. So I guess it was coming down to the wire, and he was feeling a certain kind of way. So, you know, again, another young actor taking his life. But um, you know, you really can't compare him to Corey because uh, Corey's death was due to. Um, you know, alcohol and heroin, whereas he just killed himself. So it's it's sad. It, a lot of his uh, co-stars uh, went on social media to talk about how sad that it had ended like this for him. Um, really sad, you know. And, again, he leaves a mother and a father and, I believe, a younger brother. Uh, you know, before I started the show, I was telling you guys that um, – Everybody was talking about uh, the Grammy nights from Sunday night. And, you know, there was a lot of talk about how this time around uh, not enough women artists were nominated, you know. uh, And the recording uh, president, uh, the the president of the Academy of of the Recording Music, said to have made a controversial comment. Um, and some of the women, like Pink, for example, had something to say about it. I'm going to go into to that a little bit later. People are also talking about Kim Kardashian's new pics again. Um, you know, every time you turn around, she's on social media. She's posting 
pictures in the news. But this time around, uh, people are saying, you know, everybody has mixed feelings about it. You know, there are a lot of people that don't like Kim Kardashian, just just not to like her. You know, uh, she got into this business by scandal, and again, she started out. People started knowing her because she was dated had dated Ray J. Uh, she it was a sex uh, video of her on, on a tape, rather, and it was posted on, you know. And now people are saying she's at it again, doing these nude pics. People are saying, you know, you're a mother now. You have three children. And then this picture is interesting because she has cornrows in her hair. And people are saying that, oh, she posted something to the effect that, oh, she's wearing Bo Derek braids. She's not wearing Bo Derek braids. She's wearing her hair in cornrows. And back then when Bo Derek first did her braids, that was, I think, 1979, and she was the first to uh, rock the cornrows. But she, see, but people are forgetting that the cornrows is, cornrows is nothing new. But because certain celebrities sport the do or sport the hair, it's new, it's fresh, it's, you know, they're the first one to come out with it. Now everybody want to do it when it was part of, it's part of our African-American culture for centuries. But when certain celebrities do it, it's new, it's fresh, it's different. Uh, Lindsay Lohan and Kim went at it uh, for some reason, and Lindsay had something to say about, I guess, her photo. But I was telling you, Kim gets paid to uh, post do posting on social media, whether it's Twitter, with Instagram, Snapchat. But I can see now that, you know, I feel personally that she don't need to do these nude pics anymore. You know, you're a beautiful girl. Continue to model. You don't have to do these nude pics. Um, one person in particular had something to say about the pics, and that's uh, basketball wife Tammy Roman, who actually this week, could be returning to Basketball Wives. Uh, at one time, she had the left to pursue other opportunities, but apparently she's going to be back on the show. And, you know, she, uh, Tammy Roman, if you follow her, you know she does these uh, videos. Uh, she call it uh, the the like like a bon. You know, she has a hair bonnet. And she does these confessions. She does these videos, and they're hilarious. I gotta tell you, they are some of the funniest things. You know, where she gives her personal opinion, and it's just hilarious with some of the things she be saying. <laughs> anyway, she uh, has something to say about Kim's pics, her new pics. I'm talking about how um, why would Kanye West let her continue to do this? Uh, even Wendy Williams had something to say, you know, what is Kanye doing? Is he is, is, is he not giving her enough attention? What, why is she continuing to do this? So it makes you wonder, you know, is he okay with this, you know? But uh, that's, that's neither here or there, but uh, just something to talk about. Um, also, uh, I was telling you guys about Tom Hanks, where he's going to be America's movie dad. He's going to be your neighbor. The Oscar-winning actor has been tapped to portray the late TV personality Fred Rogers, most commonly known as Mr. Rogers, in the upcoming biopic, You Are My Friend. Rogers starred on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, one of the longest-running children's shows of all time. He became an empathetic icon of children's education and entertainment, in addition to serving as a champion of public television funding. Now, he died in 2003 at the age of 74. He became the subject of a documentary called Won't You Be My Neighbor, which recently debuted at the Sundance Film Festival. Now, Hank has played some real-life personalities in previous films, including Walt Disney and Saving Mr. Banks, Captain Sully, Sullenberger in Sully, Captain Richard Phillips in Captain Phillips, and as Ben Bradley in The Post. He also won an Academy Award for Best Actor for his role in Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, and was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for his role in The Post. I grew up, I used to love Mr. Rogers. I used to love that show. It gave you, just to see Charlie the Trolley goes through one in reality to this little uh, fantasy world where you had uh, the puppets, you had King Charles, 
You had uh, it was just so cute and adorable, and it was around. You know, it, I I never felt it was in competition competition with Sesame Street, but it was a cute little television show where he did the voices of all the puppets, uh, Lady Anne. Uh, it was such a cute. It was and each puppet had their own little. You had King Charles. He had the castle. You had Lady Anne. You had the little prairie, uh, the prairie dog. She had the uh, the little time. It was just an adorable show. You know, it was just so adorable, and it was just. I'm glad that they're going to do another movie on it, to be honest with you. I I really am glad they're going to be doing another movie on it. So, and um, I, I, you know, I I wonder if, you know, if Tom Hanks is going to do, like, the full uh, biography on how he became Mr. Roger, or is they going to jump in from the time he did the TV show? Just something to uh, think about, you know. Donald Trump, a uh, former staffer, Omarosa, she has reportedly scored a $1 million payday to join CBS celebrity Big Brother, and the offer came with a deal for her own talk show pilot, according to Radar Online. Uh, while TMZ was reporting this, each of the show's celebrity house guests signed a base deal of about $200,000 and will receive more base on how long they stay in the show. Now, the winner will take home a prize of $500,000, but Insider tells Radar Online that Amarosa was given $1 million to both join the program and to shoot a pilot for her own talk show with an executive from CBS, The Talk, attached to produce. Now, Amarosa, you know, was fired from her position as Director of Communication for the Office of Public Policy at the White House at the end of 2017 after her confrontation with Donald Trump, Chief of Staff General John Kelly, but she rebounded and booked the reality show gig scheduled to start in February. Now, the former Celebrity Apprentice star joined a full house that includes Sugar Ray, Singer Mark McGrath, American Pie actress Shannon Elizabeth, NBA star Meta World Peace, RuPaul Drag Race judge Ross Matthews, and the Cosby Show star Keisha Knight Pullum. Big Brother, which debuted in the U.S. in 2000, featured an array of contestants recorded nearly constantly while living together in a house. This will be the first version of its celebrity spinoff to air in the United States. The series is expected to begin on February 7th. And it was a rough day for the Rough Rider. DMX was taken into custody Tuesday morning for leaving a court order drug treatment program and using cocaine and oxidone. Uh, yeah, oxycodone. Yeah. Uh, the rapper, he was put in handcuffs in Manhattan Federal Court following a brief hearing before Judge Jed Rakoff. The judge said that he had tried to accommodate DMX tour schedule, but the rapper had still failed a drug test. He left the treatment program, and he failed to travel with a drug counselor, and he pledged to do. Now, DMX, he is right now 47 years old. He took two puffs of an asthma inhaler. He removed his shoelaces and emptied his pockets. Uh, He had a, 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 a... a lot, lot of cash and other papers, and the U.S. Marshals took him into custody sporting a white T-shirt with a smiley face and a peace sign. Now, prior to the hearing, DMX had appeared stressed, but at its conclusion, he was stone-faced. Now, he likely remained in custody until his sentencing on March 28th, meaning at least three upcoming tour dates will be canceled. Now, DMX pleaded guilty in November to $1.7 million tax fraud, which carries a maximum of five years in prison. And as part of his case, DMX was ordered to attend a drug treatment program. Now, DMX, whose real name is Earl Simmons, had also pleaded to well, he also pledged to travel on tour with a drug counselor, but that had not happened. So he, uh, they said that DMX had frequently arrived late to appearances before uh, Rakoff, as was the case on Tuesday. He was scheduled to appear at 11:15 a.m., but Rakoff rescheduled the hearing to 12:45 p.m. due to DMX tardiness, and they said that. Um, 
that DMX was somewhere on the West Side Highway, which is the highway on the West Side of Manhattan. I don't know what to say about DMX. I mean, I really don't know what to say about him. It's just, and you know, this man has children. He has a lot of children. Uh, he has an ex-wife. It's, you know, it's just not good, really not good. And, and once again, another talented artist dealing with this, you know. Uh, right now we have here 20 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know when we broadcast, we broadcast every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern here on Block Talk Radio. If you're new to Block Talk Radio and you're just, I guess, surfing for different shows, you might, why don't you sign up? You know, you give yourself a, a, a username, sign up, and not only do you can tune into my show but other shows here as well. If you can't sit through the whole show, which is an hour long, uh, you can always go back to the archives. You can catch the show on iTunes. We're on iTunes. You can listen to the show free. We're also on Stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com, where it's a website of over 90,000-plus radio shows and podcasts. You can catch the show on uh, that website as well. Uh, Jennifer Hudson's next role is the Queen of Soul. The Dream Girl star will play Aretha Franklin in a long uh, biopic recently acquired by MGM. Clive Davis announced that Hudson casting Saturday at his pre-Grammy party added that she was Franklin's hand-picked choice for the role, according to Variety. Now, straight out of Compton, producer Scott Bernstein and music producer Harvey Manson from uh, the show Sing and Pitch Perfect 2 are slated to produce this. Franklin, who is has had a legendary career in music, she's currently 75 years old, that spanned more than 60 years. She racked up 44 Grammy nominations, 18 wins over the years, and earned the Grammy Legend Award in 1991 and the Lifetime Achievement Award three years later. Now, the uh, Respect Singer first album, Song of Fate was released in 1956, and her most recent, Aretha Franklin Sings the Great Diva Classics, came out in 2014. But she was also the first woman to ever be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987. Now, meanwhile, she has proved her own chops as both a singer and an actress after first finding fame as a contestant on American Idol. Hudson, who is now 36, has six Grammy nominations and two wins to her name, and in 2007, she won a Best Supporting Actress at Oscar for Dreamgirls. The biopic is reportedly based on Franklin's 1998 memoir, Aretha from These Roots, and has been in the works since at least 2011, according to Entertainment Weekly. Now, I remember when Aretha Franklin was talking about this biopic. She's been talking about this biopic for years, and at first she had wanted uh, Halle Berry to play her, but Halle Berry kind of told her she couldn't do it because she's not a singer. And she was really begging uh, Holly to play her, but Holly kindly told her she couldn't do it. And I remember she wanted Terrence Howard in the uh, movie. Uh, she had a, a crush on Terrence Howard. She wanted him to play her husband in the movie. She wanted all these big uh, celebrities in her movie. And I remember that time. I remember when Holly Berry, she said that uh, Aretha Franklin came to her more than once to ask her, you know, will you please play me in my upcoming biopic? But um, Holly said she couldn't do it. She And I guess she was trying to be nice about it because she couldn't, she felt that me playing the the the, the the Queen of Soul, plus I can't sing, I couldn't do the, the movie justice, so... Scott Bale was taken back when asked about being alone with his co-star Nicole Eggert when she was a minor. Bale appeared on Good Morning America this morning in an attempt to deny accusations made by the actor that he molested her weekly beginning when she was 14 and then later allegedly had intercourse with her when she was 17. 
Now, Eager, who's now 46, and Bale, who's 47 now, she tweeted on Saturday, quote, ask Scott Bale what happened in his garage at his house when I was a minor. Creep, unquote. When Good Morning American host Amy Robot pressed Bale about the alleged encounter, he was dumbfounded. He uh, stuttered. He uh, was laughing on nervously. He threw his hands up in the air. The Charles in Charge star told Robach that he never saw Egert off the set. He also claimed any possible molestation was impossible because there was always teachers, parents, cast and crew on set at all times. As for being alone with Eager, he said, uh, quote, no, unless it was a scene alone with her and directors and producers and crew guys are watching. He was never alone. That's what he says. Now, Eagert appeared on Megyn Kelly today on Tuesday when she said she lied over the years about her relationship with Bale and that they, in fact, had sex at her home when she was 17 while the show was still on air, despite saying in past interviews it was after the show had ended. Now, Bale used her previous statement and interview as an attempt to prove his innocence, noting, noting he could keep up with her stories anymore. Now, Robot uh, questioned Bale as to why two people who worked on the show would collaborate and uh, with Eager's story that she told him about the alleged molestation, and Bale, again, didn't know how to react. In an interview with Nick Ritchie for The Dirty, Eager did admit wanting to lose her virginity to Bale, but now claimed that she... She claimed that that was the final moment she realized she didn't have to keep lying about what had happened. Now, Richie, who shared the same manager as Eager, said in a statement that the actress was distraught after the interview, and in a Facebook Live video posted after Eager made her accusations, Bale instructed her to go to the police if she has a real crime to report. Eager said she might do just that, which prompted Robach to ask if he had any concerns. I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't believe Scott Bale. I think he did it. I think, uh, I really did. I think he took advantage of her when she was a minor. That's my personal opinion. I don't believe him. You know, I just really, you know, he, I just don't believe anything Scott Bale says. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. Right now we have here 27 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of Bats Entertainment. Coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, actress Lainey Kazan. You know her from the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Well, she had, uh, apparently she was in trouble because she had allegedly shoplifted. And apparently they said that she won't step in a courtroom. I'll tell you the latest. Uh, again, uh, Tammy Roman w- could be returning to Basketball Wives. Because remember, she quit the show last year after she said that she wanted to pursue other opportunities. Well, apparently they gave her an offer that she could not refuse. I'll tell you the latest. And remember our friend, friend to the show, Claudia Jordan? She was a, a guest on our show a couple of years back, and she was a former Real Housewife of Atlanta. Well, she's seeking uh, a court's help to obtain a temporary restraining order against another uh, reality star. I'll tell you who it is. Also, Jill Scott is trying to, to move on with her life. Uh, apparently, she's uh, she and her estranged husband will be uh, have a court date on February 15th. I'll tell you what it's going to be about. You know, she they they are getting a divorce or already had a divorce. So I'll tell you the latest on that. Also, um, and Jay Z. You know, he was shut out at the Grammys uh, Sunday night, and the day after President Trump uh, had something to say about Jay-Z's interview, um, I'll tell you what he said. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
attention. It's crazy, you're making me comfortable. Right now you're beating out the competition. I'm the type that need a little more clothes. Rings, all of them mean nothing to me. I need more of what you're offering me. Yeah, all of that can go. It's you that I want. Give me what's in the material thing. I need some relation, good conversation. Give me stimulation. What's your motivation? How you gon' add to me?
Now, the Neighborhood Justice Program is an option offering to first-time nonviolent offenders in order to accept responsibility for their action without having to go to court. Instead, Kazan will have to face a panel of community volunteers to discuss how her crime impacts the community. Now, the volunteers ha- uh, then have the uh, authority to determine what happens to the actress. Um I have the uh, if you guys been following the show we've been here on Blog Talk Radio for about 8 years now starting uh in April we've been here for 8 years I had the privilege to talk with her other co-star uh uh Natalie Vidalis who uh also was in the uh show and she, in the movie and uh it was it was a great interview I remember I had a really bad cold that day when she came on the show so if you want to check out that uh, archives you can just uh search her name and just check out the archives for that uh interview Tammy Ro- Roman could be returning to reality TV the blast report that Roman has been in talks to return to Basketball Wives, a VH1 hit that follows the lives of wives, ex-wives, and girlfriends of NBA superstars. Roman reportedly quit the show last year, having appeared on the original and the show spinoff, Basketball Wives LA. Sources said that Roman left to pursue other opportunities despite the show's best efforts to keep her. However, it seemed that producers finally made the TV personality an offer she couldn't refuse. The New Deal reportedly allows her room to explore opportunities and projects as VH1 outside of the hit series. Roman was once married to former NBA player Kenny Anderson. The couple has two daughters. The actress and reality star also has a rocky relationship with Basketball Wives cast member Evelyn Lozada, who also had a relationship with Roman's ex-husband. However, their issues don't stem from Lozada's involvement with Anson, but from a 2013 interview. Sources said that producers are also hoping to add Byron Scott's girlfriend, Cecilia Gutierrez, and his son-wife, Kristen Scott, to the series. Basketball Wives already star uh, Evelyn Lozada, Jackie Christie, Jennifer Williams, and Shawnee O'Neal. And former Real Housewives of Atlanta and friend to the show, Claudia Jordan is seeking the court help with obtaining a temporary restraining order against an ex-friend she claimed had been harassing her. Now, according to the court documents obtained by the Blast, Jordan filed for the TRO in a Los Angeles County court last Friday against Kimberly Kearney, a.k.a. Pubra, who was a contestant on the first season of I Want to Work for Diddy. Now, sources close to the situation revealed that Jordan and Kearney were once friends and business associates, but things went south, and Claudia allegedly felt threatened by Kearney's recently, including an incident at an event where Kearney was very hostile. Now, Jordan refused to sleep with sleep on uh, Kearney's threats, so she decided to just take illegal actions to protect her protect herself. Meanwhile, Claudia opened up to the Jasmine brand about why she's filing a restraining order against her. Jordan, who recently landed a talk show gig with Michael Eric Dyson, said that one of her friends had to intervene to prevent the incident from escalating. No further details about the restraining order has been released. And if you want to check out my interview with the beautiful Claudia Jordan, again, always you can go back to the archives and just type in Claudia Jordan. Also, um, a concert promoter has sued Kodak Black after he failed to make good on a paid concert performance when he was thrown in jail. Corey Minifield filed a lawsuit against the rapper, claiming that the rapper cashed his check for 45000 even though he never took the stage, and this is according to a legal doc obtained by TMZ. In the filing, Corey said that Kodak signed the agreement on February 28, 2017. It was the same day he was arrested for violating probation. The promoter rescheduled him for a later date, but he never showed again. Minifield is suing to get back the money he paid Kodak. Now, according to TMZ, Nicholas Fitz told a similar story in a legal letter his lawyer fired off to Kodak's team, alleging that the rapper never performed in New York on May 3rd because he was in jail. The concert was rescheduled for April 15th and 29th, but Kodak was still in jail for violating probation again when he hit, hit up a uh, strip club. 
Fitz said he is out at least 123000 on various booking fees and wants his money back. Jill Scott is trying to move on with her life, but things keep getting in the way. Uh, Scott and her estranged husband, Michael Dobson, will spend February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, in a Tennessee courtroom where Dobson is reportedly asking for a $500,000 payout. Now, while friends of Dobson said that a nondisclosure agreement prohibits him from discussing the lawsuit, we're told that for Dobson, the payout is a matter of principle. One of the things that make this case an uphill battle for Dobson is that he signed a prenuptial agreement, the term of which had not been disclosed. We're told that Dobson feels that the contract is not valid because certain sections of the document, according to him, were not filled out properly. The prenup signed between Scott and Dobson didn't stop from uh, stop him from tearing into uh, the singer in November of 2017 when she filed for divorce. The pair was married in June of 2016 and separated by September 2017, and she filed for divorce two months later. Now, Scott cited inappropriate marital conduct in her filing and also claimed that further cohabitation would be unsafe and improper. She also claimed that Dobson is out of work, though he has reportedly insisted that isn't the case. Now, Scott, she has one child, an eight-year-old son, with her ex-boyfriend, drama Little John Roberts. She was married to her longtime boyfriend, Lizelle Williams, from 2001 to 2007. Uh, Dobson and Scott, they married in a private ceremony in Tennessee, and they don't have any children together, uh, though they were told that he, uh, they said that he has five children from a previous relationship, and Dobson, he resides in Atlanta now, but the court proceeding will take place near Nashville where they lived together while they lived together while they were married. And he's not the first musician um, that Jill Scott had shared a living space. Uh, they said that uh, we're told that he, Dobson, was Sean Diddy Combs' roommate at Howard University in Washington, D.C. And uh, Brooklyn... Uh, uh, Jay-Z uh, was shut out at the Grammys in his own backyard on Sunday night, despite receiving more nominations than any other artist. A day after calling President Trump a super bug, the Empire State of Mind rapper who led all artists with eight nominations lost to big winner Kendrick Lamar, whose damn album won Best Rap Album of the Year, and Bruno Mars, whose 24K Magic earned him Album of the Year honors. Lamar practiced what he preaches in his hit, Humble, giving Jay-Z a shout-out in one of his acceptance speeches. And Jay, for president, he said, uh, that's what he said at the Grammys, while he was holding several trophies that he collected at Madison Square Garden on Sunday night. You know, earlier, Trump tweeted a message in response to Jay-Z's diss on Saturday night during which the, he criticized Trump for his shithole countries remark. And... He, this is what you know. You know, Trump had tweeted that, uh, you know, somebody needed to t- inform Jay Z that because of his policies, that black unemployment has just been reported to be at the lowest rate ever recorded. First of all, that is false because Trump inherited a a great job force reading, and he is forgetting that President Obama should be credit for that. Trump just got there. So for him to say that he's responsible for the lowest, nah, you know you're not. You inherit a good, unlike President Obama who inherited a, a worse economy, you kind of inherited a little better economy after President Obama left. So, But, you know, Trump never gets his facts straight. He doesn't get his facts straight. But, uh while the New York icon squabbled, uh, the world's most famous musician hit the stage Sunday at the most famous arena, bringing the back Grammys back to New York City for the first time in 15 years. And singers, songwriters, producers, and performers, they filled the garden for the 60th annual Grammy Awards, which was emceed by the Late Late Show host James Corden. Uh, artists highlighted the Me Too moment where they were wearing symbolic roses to honor victims of sexual assault and harassment. And among, among the celebrities that were sporting white roses on the red carpet were Corden, country icon Reba McIntyre, rapper Eve, 
Anna Kendrick, actress, Zendaya, pop singer Lady Gaga, Kelly Clarkson, and the show of support for the similar Time Up movement was also included when singer Kesha, who performed her hit Praying with 24 women wearing white, including Cindy Lauper, Andra Day, and Julia Michaels. But despite the focus on the women, men won every major category except for Best New Artist, where Elisa Cara took home the trophy. Um, the broadcast also took a political turn when Cher, DJ Khaled, Snoop Dogg, and Hillary Clinton read aloud from Michael Wolf Trump trashing bestseller Fire and Fury inside the Trump White House. Uh, winners also included Kendrick Lamar for his best music video, rap album, and rap performance, Ed Sheeran for best pop solo performance, and the late actress Carrie Fisher. She won for best spoken word album for The Princess Diaries. And uh, speaking of the Grammys, Recording Academy President Neil Portnoy, he walked back his comments that women in the music industry needs to step up, but the suggestion has sparked a larger conversation about sexism, discrimination, and award show representation. Portnoy made a comment at a Grammy ceremony where only one woman, which we just mentioned, Elisa Cara, Best New Artist, took home a major honor. Now this is what he said that got him a, a little uh, got him in the hot seat. He said, "Quote: I think it has begin it has to begin with women who have the creativity in their hearts and soul, who want to be musicians, who want to be engineers, who want to be producers, who want to be part of the industry on the executive level to step up." Unquote. Now the president of the Women in Music organization, Jessica, uh, so uh, I think it's Shara. I think that's how you pronounce it. She said that Portno failed to acknowledge the many hurdles that women face trying to make it in the music industry. You know, it's clearly that that you know when it comes to technology, when it comes to more women being in charge, it, we're far and few in between. So for him to say that was totally out of line. You know, we got to deal with discrimination, sexual harassment, assault. Those are the far fewer opportunities that men, where women are, you know, that this is what women have to deal with, you know, when it comes to getting into these high positions. And for him to say that, that was just totally like like being out of touch, rather. The lack of female visibility is evidence in a study that was released early this month by the University of Southern California where um, the journalism school there, the Annenberg Journalism School, that found that about 9% of all Grammy nominees between 2013 and 2018 are women. This year, Grammys were particularly male-dominated as Lord was the only female performer to receive a nomination for Record of the Year or Album of the Year, Ed Sheeran, meanwhile, won Pop Song of the Year despite being the only male performer in the category. So for him to say that that was totally being out of touch, and Pink, Charlie, XCX, Katy Perry, and Iggy Azalea, they slammed the remark, and Pink even wrote on Twitter saying that women in music don't need to step up. Women have been stepping, stepping up since the beginning of time, stepping up and also stepping aside. You go ahead, Pink. So, yeah, that was a little really kind of a low for him. Uh, right now we got 11 minutes. Wow, left remaining in the, sto- the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere. Oh, 
don't take advantage, don't leave my heart damaged I understand that things go a little bit better when you plan it Oh, so won't you send me your location Let's focus on communicating Cause I just need a time and place to come through Grammy-nominated artist Khalid in location. Right now we got seven minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Stormy Daniels tried dodging her sudden denial of an alleged affair with President Trump in a confusing back-and-forth Tuesday night on Jimmy Kimmel Live. The porn star Coyley refused to agree or disagree with questions posed by host Jimmy Kimmel about the illegitimacy of a signed statement disputing a 2006 trice with the future president. Now, Kimmel suggested that the statement was a fake, noting that the signature did not match racy photographs of Daniel that she autographed. Trump personal lawyer Michael Cohen denied knowledge of the signed memo. Daniel's lawyer Keith Davidson said that he watched the busty actress scroll her John Hancock. Uh, Gina Rodriguez, um, who happens to be uh, the manager, uh, uh, said that the signature was indeed hers as she signed the statement in to, uh, yesterday in the presence of her manager, who is Gina Rodriguez. And that's what Keith Davidson said in the statement, the lawyer. Uh, as for Jimmy Kimmel talk, Rodriguez said that Daniel was not denying the statement. She just didn't directly answer the question. Now, Daniel's real name is Stephanie Clifford, alleged in a 2011 In Touch interview that Trump was terrified of sharks and that they had a textbook generic unprotected sex. The interview was shelved until recently due to the alleged threat from Trump lawyers. Now, hours before Kimmel's appearance, a statement issued in Daniel's name denied that she ever had any affair with the then real estate mogul. She said it never happened, adding that the big reveal had nothing to do with hush money. 
And uh, they said that Cohen previously brokered a $130,000 settlement with Daniels to prohibit her from discussing her previous allegations, and this is according to the Wall Street Journal. The adult film actors avoid answering specifics about the alleged affair to Kimmel, but then, but was when confronted with the details of the alleged rendezvous, she said it was un, an unpleasant picture. So, uh, and this interview followed President Trump's State of the Union address, and Kimmel released a 20-second clip of the two watching the speech together. And uh, suits will go on, but without a star. The U.S. Network drama was renewed for an eighth season, but Patrick J. Adams announced Tuesday that he will leave at the end of the se- uh, seventh season. Adams' exit comes just two months after co-star Meghan Markle announced that she will also be re- not returning to suits after marrying Prince Harry in May. Creator Aaron Course said that praised the two departing stars, both who joined the show at its start in 2011. The show also stars uh, Dulé Hill from West Wing. He's been promoted to a series regular for the eighth season. And it also stars Rick Hoffman and Sarah Rafferty. They're all set to return. And former star Gina Torres, who left in 2016, she will lead the Suits spinoff as her original character, Jessica Pearson. The Suits season finale will air on April 25th. And Ellen is uh, Ellen DeGeneres is getting a special guest for her birthday, Michelle Obama. The former first lady will appear on the Ellen DeGeneres show Thursday to celebrate the host's 60th birthday. This is according to Deadline. The uh, Ellen appearance will be uh, pre- uh, Michelle Obama's first TV interview since leaving the White House. She sat down with Oprah Winfrey shortly before her husband's second term had ended. The mother of two made a surprise appearance in a pre-recorded video at the BET Awards in June to present Chance the Rapper with a humanitarian award. On the other hand, the current first lady, Melania Trump, has kept a low profile with almost no media presence since President Trump took office. And uh, uh, they said that their, uh, the, their lips are no longer sealed. Head Over Heels, the musical, will feature songs by the Go-Go's. They're going to be beginning previews at the Broadway Hudson Theater on June 23rd. Opening night is July 26th. The date for the show was marked the Broadway production debut of Gwyneth Paltrow were announced on Monday, just ahead of a concert teaser at the Bowery Ballroom, where members of the iconic 80s pop band will perform. The announcement was delivered by the Go-Go's alongside the musical director, Michael Meyer, Mayor, who also did American Idiot and Spring Awakening, uh, he's going to be with the group, and they're going to be doing all the hits, including We Got the Beat, Vacation, and Our Lips Are Sealed. And the musical is, um, they said that the principal cast, I should say, will feature Andrew Durant, Taylor Iman Jones, Jeremy Kushner, Bonnie Melligan, Peppermint, Tom Allen Rubin, Robbins, I should say, Alexandra Sasha, and Rachel York. The Go-Go's call the show a celebration of love in all its form. All right. And Leslie Jones is going to the Olympics. The Saturday Night Live star has joined NBC as a contributor to cover the Winter Olympics in South Korea. Jones, who recently starred in the Ghostbuster reboot, helped out during the 2016 Games after live-tweeting her favorite event. The 50-year-old comedian celebrated the news with a social media photo in red, white, and blue gear. She says, uh, guess what time it is, y'all, and guess where I'm going. Slay all day, USA. That's what she wrote. The Olympics will begin February 8th. And what is in a name? If you're Meryl Streep, it's a chance to make some cars. Cold Hard Cash, the Oscar-winning actress filed an application to trademark Meryl Streep last week, according to a document obtained by the New York Daily News. The trademark would give uh, Meryl Streep, who is 68, the exclusive rights to use her name for entertainment services, which include personal appearances, autograph signing, and live televised and movie appearances. The U.S. trademark application says her name was first associated with the entertainment as far back as 1975, the year in which she received her Master's of Fine Art degree from Yale and was cast in a New York production of Trelawney of the Wells at the Public Theater opposite Mandy Patikin and John Lithgow. Audience should get used to hearing street name a lot in the coming months. She's going to be, uh, she, her last week, she scored a 21st Oscar nod for the Post 
and enjoying season two of the HBO drama Big Little Lies, and she will also co-star in Mamma Mia. And here we go again in July. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.